been over two years since I met people <laughs> in these situations. So I'm really pleased to be able to uh, share some presence with you. And we'll see what comes out of it. Today's topic, or the key theme, proposed key theme, is about... Um, understanding, relaxing, the boundaries of self. That's the key theme. But actually, as you always recognize on meditation retreats, whatever they're called, so often it's a matter of dealing with obsessive thinking and self-criticism. <laughs> whatever they call a retreat, that's what happens. <laughs> uh, uh. And what's that about? Yeah. What is the challenge of a retreat? Yeah. We're left with ourselves. We, we have to meet what we call myself or my mind. And there can be the feeling of almost being sealed in by the retreat situation. You know, I can't talk, can't go out, can't listen to things, can't read a book. I'm sort of slightly trapped in here with all this unresolved or unprogrammed stuff going on called me. And how do we meet that? And yeah, None of it's that uh, rational. Most of it's irrational. Uh, unresolved, uh, seemingly sometimes meaningless or anxious or just jittery stuff going on. Uh, and there's that notion, this is me, this is my mind, this is my stuff. And we're, we're in it. <clears throat> and so, so often the, you know, <laughs> fundamental... Mm, process we're trying to actualize is some sense of stepping back from that or dispassion towards it. That's that. First step, you step back from it. Second step, you enter some kind of relationship with all this psychological stuff or physical stuff or emotional stuff, memories, hopes, unresolved things aims, ambitions, and you enter some kind of relationship with it is remedial. And that can be, remedial can mean a number of things. Sometimes we just want to stop it all, but that doesn't work. Um, so it's often a entering a, into a relationship whereby there's a sense of um, sympathy, what can be put aside, what just has to be listened to, what has to just be endured, born with, what has to be investigated, what things we can actually put aside, don't worry about that, put that down, doesn't matter, put that aside, uh, what things we need to um, listen to, this is that issue that's been nagging away for a few years, I've been trying to sideline it, now I really have to look into where's what's the basis of this. You know, my anxiety or my irritation with this person or my self-image. Yeah. 
some things have to be gently encouraged, qualities of goodwill, careful attention, which we'll get to later, and of course mindfulness, the ability to bear something in mind, so we enter a process whereby we bear in mind the Dhamma. You see, mindfulness can be used in a number of ways, but fundamentally mindfulness in this Buddhist sense of the word is mindfulness is based upon right view, which means all this that's happening is just caused, not a self, it's caused, it's not me, it's not mine, it's caused as results, and one can discern that process. And then you can begin to apply intelligent input so that you know when this cause happens when irritation occurs there's a quality of goodwill that comes in to span that handle that so you so you change the cycles of cause and effect see what i mean so normally you might feel angry about somebody and then the mind just spins around in it it shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't feel so annoyed. I, why do you do that? I always do this. They always do that. And it just spins round. Whereas if there's the application of goodwill, then we're not looking to who's right and wrong. We're just looking to the sense of right now there's the quality of a sourness, a bitterness. What's really needed right now here is a quality of embracing that experience with open-heartedness. Yeah. It's not a person, it's a quality that every human being experiences, ill will, irritation, disappointment, resentment, grudge. Yeah. So then in this way we terminate the negative spin of cause and effect. You change the effect. So mindfulness bears that process in mind. So it's a bigger span than just say being mindful of breathing or mindful of physical sensations, you're mindful of cause and effect. You bear that in mind. Therefore, one can interrupt the cycle of cause and effect so history isn't continually repeating itself. And I expect most of us find that we're going through these loops where this is the same kind of thing I've been doing for a decade or around this issue this particular person, this issue, I've been doing this for a long while, you know, it's spinning around and I feel stuck with it, I feel trapped in it, where do I get out of it? And so, if you don't get out of it, you begin to relate within it. And this means the self who's bound up in all that is dissolved. It's not my problem with me in there feeling frustrated, disappointed, not listened to, whatever, I'm not there. That's kind of resolved because what has occurred is the quality of goodwill has occurred. And then it's not him, it's not me, it's just this is disappointment, frustration, and this is how it ends. There's a simple model of how we begin to release the self from cause and effect. And so that process sounds kind of abstract, but gradually the process of Dhamma takes over rather than the 
historical person. And the process of Dhamma is far more reliable than historical person. <laughs> Who is, as we all know, you know, <laughs> means well, but it's got some difficulties. <laughs> okay, so this is a simple example of releasing the boundary of self. Now, when we hold that within the boundary of self, we can feel a sense of self-criticism, very common. I shouldn't be this way. I'm a failure. I don't practice well enough. Um, we, or we criticize others. She shouldn't be this way. Or what's all this about? Why does life have to be like this? So this goes on, and it just keeps the whole thing spinning. So where do, where do these self and other issues cease? Where do the self and other cease? <laughs> you know? Then when that's released, there's just compassion, goodwill instead. So this is the understanding called anatta, not self. In some ways, when it's kind of somewhat mysterious because I certain, somebody certainly seems to be here. But uh, we all can recognize that. We experience, well, there's something here, what you want to call it. We say, well, just don't call it anything for right now. <laughs> but notice when you do call it yourself, what happens? <laughs> when you do it, and it's not just a labeling, it's an emotional intensification, isn't it? It's not just sticking the word myself, it's an emotional intensity of, oh no, or oh yes, or why, you know, that kind of heightening of intensity of reference, self referencing. Yeah. means that the cycle of cause and effect is not released, it's intensified and added to. Mm. But in no way did the teachings ever deny the fact that there is something which we call chitta, awareness, mind, heart, spirit, presence, there's that. But that is not historical. It doesn't have a name, doesn't have a number, gender, age. And the process of liberation is essentially liberating this nameless, timeless presence, you could say, from historical karmic identity, which is fashioned through events, society, parents, confusion, suffering. Okay. So this is this is not a weekend project. <laughs> so during this uh, two days, maybe you can set down a few markers, some notes, as to how your process goes, and maybe a few little tips on to how you can get an angle on on that experience. And maybe even a few recognitions, oh, yeah, that does work. That does alleviate it. Yeah. So, we can, then you, you know, once you get some examples and handles on practice, then, you know, you know what to practice with and you know the results. If we get any of this going for a weekend, this is great because um, I think whenever I... Uh, teach a retreat or give a talk, all I want to do is encourage you to keep going. 
I don't ask you to understand everything or agree with me or have anything, but I just like to, you can feel, yeah, I want to do more of this. I want to do more of this. Because you keep doing more of it, it's bound to have good results. That's my understanding. So we're not looking at the checkered flag or who gets the bullseye or targets. We're just looking at what encourages us to, to keep going in a meaningful way.